Hi everyone, I trust you're all looking after yourselves and it is well with you. Last week we looked at the passage in Isaiah chapter 7 verses 1 to 9. We saw the importance of looking at our circumstances through the lenses of faith and not the lenses of fear. We saw that faith and fear are similar because they both are influenced by the unknown. However, faith and fear are significantly different because they both see the unknown through different lenses. When we allow fear to have the last word, we tend to see everything through the lenses of fear. When we allow faith to have the last word, we see things from a God perspective. Faith does not ignore the facts, but a faith response seeks a God perspective before proceeding with action. We focused on Isaiah 7 verse 9. Unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. This verse provided us with a crucial principle on how to walk by faith and not by sight. We saw the importance of nourishing and sustaining our faith continuously to enable the promises of God to be established in our lives. It's not sufficient to merely agree with God's promises. Of course, we first need to agree with scriptures. Agreeing is to embrace and to align our thoughts to the word of God. That is saying amen to his word. But amen also includes the idea of nurturing, nourishing, building, and supporting this work, this word that has been planted in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. This new way of thinking you now have embraced according to God's promises must be lived out until we see our breakthrough. We read Paul's exhortation in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, that Jesus Christ has fulfilled all God's promises by saying Amen on the cross. Now our Amen needs to come forth through believing in what Christ has done on the cross, taking every promise, saying yes and Amen to it, living and walking in it until we see the fulfillment of those promises in our lives. Today, we look at another use of the word Amen, this time in the life of Abram. We will see how this life of nurturing and sustaining faith is crucial if we want to see God's promises established in our lives. I've entitled my message, Amen, Abraham and Active Faith. Abraham and Active Faith. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15. And if you would please join me as I read from the Holy Scriptures. That's Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you have given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. 
Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars of, if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. The immediate context, of course, is Genesis chapter 14. We see the story of Abram's victory over an allied army and freeing the captives of Sodom, which included his nephew Lot. Chapter 14 tells us how, with only a small army of 318 men, God gave Abram an unbelievable victory over an allied force of four nations. We're also told that Abram meets a larger-than-life figure, Melchizedek, whom later in Hebrews chapter 7, Melchizedek is presented as a type of Jesus Christ our Lord. We see Abram having intimate communion with this king of righteousness, king of peace, priest of the Most High God. He receives a blessing from Melchizedek and confidently refuses any compensation from the king of Sodom. Abram says to the king, I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. Coming out of this amazing experience, a victory and a divine encounter, we now come to chapter 15. Bridging chapter 14 with chapter 15 is this phrase, some time later. Time had passed between the amazing experiences Abram had to the text we are about to explore. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. Do not be afraid, Abram. Now the reason why God would say to Abram, Do not be afraid, must surely be because Abraham was afraid. After all the victories that have come Abram's way, after all the encounters he has had with the Lord, the fact still remained, Abram was still without a son. As time went on and the promise of God was nowhere in sight, fear began to present itself to Abram. Verse 2 makes it clear where the fear was coming from. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son. Abraham responds honestly to God. You've given me wealth. You've given me victories. You've given me amazing experiences with you, but I don't have a son. You've given me no children. You see, fear focuses on human frailty. Fear always speaks from the place of lack. It sees through the lenses of human frailty and human limitation. 
Fear always focuses on the human and discounts the divine. Sometime later, the scripture says, you see, hours turn to days, days turn to months, and months turn to years. Fear got a grip on Abram and he stopped believing the promise of God. Abram, your reward will be great. Ah, uh, I'm not sure about that, Lord. I don't have. You have not given me. I'm wondering where is your focus today? Are you focusing on what has not happened? That healing that has not happened? That financial breakthrough that has not come? That relationship which is not restored? I don't have. God, you have not come through. Stop focusing on what has not happened. I'm not asking you to ignore the facts. They aren't the complete facts anyway. It wasn't for Abraham and it isn't for you. I'm inviting you to stop focusing on what has not happened. The place of lack, along with the feeling of uncertainty, creates the environment for fear to thrive. Faith, however, focuses on God possibilities. This is what we want to look at today. We want to make three important observations as we look at this passage of Scripture and see how Abram shifted his focus from fear to faith. So we're looking at shifting focus from fear to faith. Three things that bring that shift. The first thing that happened was Abram heard afresh from the Lord. God said to Abram, I will protect you and your reward will be great. You will have a son who will be your heir. You see, the remedy for fear is hearing the voice of God. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Abraham needed to hear from God afresh. Focus on hearing God. Hear the voice of God afresh. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I will protect you. I will greatly reward you. You will have a son on your, of your own. In the midst of the noise and clanging symbols of fear, the only way to silence that noise is to hear the word of God afresh. Not an old dry understanding of scripture. Not regurgitating an old verse you've memorized 10 years ago. No, go to God afresh with an open heart and ask the Holy Spirit to speak again through the written word of God. In the stillness, in the quiet, hear the voice of your Savior again. Sitting in a cold, dreary and leaky basement in Pittman, New Jersey, Austin Miles penned this beautiful hymn. I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still in the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share 
as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Oh, my friend, in the midst of that cold, dreary and leaky basement of fear, doubt and uncertainty, the Lord invites you to hear him afresh. The remedy for fear is hearing the voice of God. Abram heard the voice of God afresh. The second thing that shifted Abram from fear to faith was God caused Abram to see anew. He heard afresh and now he sees anew. In verse 5 we see, Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. The Bible says the Lord took Abram outside. So step outside your circumstance. Step outside your diagnosis. Step outside your situation. Step outside the mindset fear has created and see from God's perspective. The Lord showed Abram the heavens. Look up, see the stars, he said. Now every time you look up to heaven, Abram, remember this, count the stars. That's the number of your descendants. We see a similar exhortation in Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 19, we read that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Paul is praying for the reader to see anew, get the God perspective, not see through the lenses of our limitations, not see our brokenness, not see our lack, our inability, our dysfunction, but that you will see the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Abram heard the voice of God afresh. He saw anew with a God perspective. This morning we are looking at three things that will bring a shift from fear to faith. Hear afresh from God. See anew the God possibilities. And then finally, this all-important point, believe. Believe that he will do what he said he would do. In verse 6 of Genesis 15, we see this sentence. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. The word believed Again, it's this Hebrew word, aman. That word, amen, again. Abraham amened God's promise. He heard God afresh. He saw the God possibilities anew. And then he amened it. Remember from last week, we saw the word aman. We saw how it means to build up, to support, to foster, to nurse. He amend the fresh word. He amend 
the new perspective. He nurtured it. He nourished it. He built on it. He supported it. Here Paul's take on this. Now if you look at Romans chapter 4 verses 18 to 22, you'll hear him talk about Abraham. Romans 4 verses 18 to 22. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. What Paul was saying is, in spite of the circumstances he went through, Abraham kept nourishing the God perspective. In spite of the things he went through, Abraham went back to God's promise and God's ability to do it. Now listen very carefully or you will miss the whole point of today's message. The Abraham story in chapter 15 of Genesis is not a fairy tale story. It doesn't end with this phrase, and Abraham lived happily ever after. No, in fact, quite the opposite. Immediately after this passage, we read the Ishmael story. If ever there was a monumental mistake, here it is. At the urging of his wife, he sleeps with Sarai's servant and produces a son, Ishmael. You would think, that's it. This surely disqualifies him. This must be the final blow. But no, he looks up to the stars. He remembers God's promise. He kept believing, sustaining that faith. He goes through the painful separation from Ishmael. Still doesn't give up. Kept sustaining his faith. Looks up, sees the stars, remembers the promise, kept the faith. Some more encounters with God. Then he intercedes for the lives of Lot's family. He experiences a devastating famine where he lies to save his life. In fact, he nearly loses his wife in this process. Still, looks up, sees the stars, reminds himself of God's promise, keeps the faith. Now he's 99. He's as good as dead. But Paul tells us, Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. I don't know how far away is your Isaac. I don't know how many more days or months or years before you see your promise. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is no liar. If he promised you 
then he will make it happen. You must believe. Before I close, I must go back to our text in Genesis 15, verse 6. And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Now that word counted, the Lord counted him as righteous, is the Hebrew word hasab. To plait, to weave. Now look at this picture. Abraham believes, he amends, he sustains his belief, he nourishes it. Every time fear came knocking, every time doubt tried to sneak in, he heard afresh, he saw anew, and he amend again. As he amend God's promise, God was weaving his amends into a beautiful tapestry of righteous living. Abraham's amen, God's weaving. It brings Abraham to the point where fear could no longer exist because he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. So my dear brother, my dear sister, is fear present in your life right now? Then hear afresh from God. Go back and remember God's promises. Take time to hear him afresh. Step outside your environment of fear. Let the Holy Spirit cause you to see anew, give you a new perspective of God possibilities. And most of all, aman, believe, sustain what you believe, nourish what you believe, be like Abraham, keep convincing yourself that God is able to do whatever he promises and see what God does for you. Not just faith, my friend, but active faith, a faith that doesn't weaken, but is strengthened every day, a faith that is never wavering, but always being nourished, a faith that is constantly being sustained and growing stronger, a faith that is convinced that God and God alone is able to do whatever He promises. Don't just have faith, have active faith.